During this episode, we connect with Lisa Blue, Chief Clinical Innovation Officer at Provider Tech, a leading company pioneering better patient engagement and care management. Bringing deep nursing expertise, Lisa is driven to transform complex healthcare journeys through human-centric design. While together, Lisa shares how Provider Tech leverages behavioral science and clear navigation to drive meaningful actions. Lisa also unpacks real-world implementations, empowering vulnerable populations through simplified education and direct access, and the continued push towards value-based care and population health enabled by smart technologies. Join us to hear how Lisa and the Provider Tech team advocate for advancing healthcare through creativity, relationships, and persistently believing better is possible, as well as to gain inspiration from her dedication to improving care team workflows and patient experiences. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to our podcast. It's an honor having you on today. Well, given your experience and enthusiastic passion as a population health leader who believes that doing healthcare differently and better is possible, I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in our podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Lisa, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the Provider Tech team are addressing the complexity of scaling patient engagement while improving operational efficiencies. But what is that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? I think One of the most powerful things that we all need to remember in healthcare is to leverage the connections that we have, the power of connection, the power of relationships. I think in healthcare, inherently, we do this really well with patients. And sometimes we forget to really take advantage of those relationships that exist. That's how we all learn. That's how we learn from each other's mistakes. That's how we can move things forward much quicker. So I think really realizing the power of those connections and being really intentional of keeping those relationships intact is the greatest piece of advice I would share with my younger self and those in healthcare today. Lisa, you're spot on. It's such a great and important topic to discuss. I mean, especially after all the upheaval that we went through with COVID and just how chaotic life was. We didn't get, it was amazing how much I forgot the love of conferences or the love of convening a community around healthcare, around a topic in healthcare. And We didn't get to do that for, you know, a year and a half, two years. And to your point, Lisa, people talk about, hey, healthcare is the biggest industry in regards to spend in the nation. But sometimes I feel it's a little bit of a small community as well. It's amazing the connections you can make that can help move the industry forward and ensuring that, you know, to your point, Lisa, ensuring that you nurture those relationships and get out there and build them. Has that been a help? Obviously, it's been a help not only for you personally, but is that something that has been helpful for the provider tech team as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think by really keeping those relationships current, it creates opportunities for us to 
work more collaboratively. You know, certainly during the pandemic, we saw that. I was pulled into a project. As you said, we were all just looking for something to do, right? We were missing that connection. And so I was brought into a project here in Maricopa County, part of the provider tech team. And we really were building some connections and leveraging those relationships, even in healthcare with community health workers and really serving some of those really complex populations in Maricopa County. And it's something ultimately that we later submitted for a grant with the, a partnership with the county. And, and we're still doing that work today. So it's pretty exciting. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's exactly, there it is right there. Real world example of, of doing exactly that nurturing. So important. Well, Lisa, speaking of all of the great work you guys are up to, I can't wait to dive into it and more and all the wonderful things happening within the Provider Tech Camp. We're going to unpack all of that and more after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we're back with Lisa Blue, Chief Clinical Innovation Officer at Provider Tech. Lisa, thank you so much for setting the stage. You're correct. This industry and even other industries, it is so important to build and nurture those key relationships to move the industry forward. So thank you for sharing those talking points at the front. Really, really important. So let's talk about those relationships that I know you have, not only within the provider tech team, but across the industry. Let's discuss how you got to where you are today with provider tech, what you and the team are working on today, and where you see things heading for not only your organization, but the industry writ large. And of course, how we can be helping you. But first, Lisa, give us a little bit of that journey. I know you haven't been with provider tech your entire career. How did you get there? How did those doors open up? Give us a little bit of that journey of joining the team. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mike. So really, my connection with provider tech happened really organically. So I was a population health leader, federally qualified health center here in the Phoenix area. And I was also finishing my master's program at the time. And so one of my colleagues at the time who was in that program said, you know, there's this company that's doing some of the work and they made that introduction again, back to the power of those relationships. And so they were a new company. Provider tech was a new company at the time. And while they were really technically sound and had a lot of healthcare experience, they didn't have that clinical experience on their team. And so it was a very quick connection. And we were really excited about the possibility of reaching patients in a way that was different. And so primarily at the time we're using text message, and this was very early on, this was 2015. So nobody was really reaching out to patients in that way. And so we worked just with one chronic disease population to get started. And it was really exciting how patients responded to it. And there's often things in chronic disease care that people make assumptions, even clinicians make assumptions if someone has had a chronic disease condition for a long time that they understand it. And that's not always the case. And so we used 
with this outreach to diabetic patients. And we asked them questions about their high blood sugar and their low blood sugar and some of those symptoms and had they been experiencing any. And so what happened, it was really exciting. So many patients responded so quickly. We actually had to slow down the speed that we were sending messages out. But really, what if you sort of unpack that a little bit, that talks, that speaks to the level of engagement. So patients weren't just saying, yes, I'll schedule a visit. Now they were much more engaged because they could understand I'm having this symptom that maybe I didn't understand was associated with my diabetes. So that was a really exciting, that was one of the first initiatives. And so it was very exciting for the provider tech team, for our team. And we just continued to expand to other populations from there. I got to ask, because it's amazing. Here you are, you're obviously an expert and passionate in regards to what you do working in the FQHC world, incredible work happening there in that space. Did you ever envision yourself joining a tech company? (laughs) I really did not. I think the most exciting thing about healthcare and nursing is there's so many different ways that you can go. As you learn and develop professionally, there are these opportunities that continue to show up. And so quite literally the things that I said that I would never do, I would never be a manager, I would never teach. I've done all of those things. So now I'm wise enough to not say things like that anymore. But no, I certainly did not think I'd be working in healthcare IT either. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I absolutely love it. We're going to get to in just a moment on who Provider Tech is and what you guys have built and, and how it's going out in the marketplace. But how has it been for you on a personal level thus far, Lisa? Has it just been eye-opening? Like I said, it's completely different than what you were doing before. How's the experience been thus far working in healthcare IT? I have to say it's really exciting from my perspective. So as a nurse, while taking care of patients is what I did the majority of my career. And I love that. I'm so glad I had the experience of that direct patient care because I understand the challenges. I experienced them firsthand. And so now I get to be on the other side of it and helping our clients and my team and I get to help them identify what those challenges are and ways that we can improve them. There's really a lot of really simple things that could make healthcare so much more manageable for the people that are in it every day, for our patients. And so we get to be a part of that solution, which is really a lot of fun. It's very creative to help develop these solutions. Well, well, we're all doing a lot of the same types of work. Each population is different. Each region is very different. And so those differences are really important to successfully implement something. And so I think that's what's really exciting about our solution is it does have a really highly customizable, configurable solution. And so we can really work with people across the country, despite those different settings and different patient populations, and really help break down those barriers for patients. Well, you teamed me up perfectly, Lisa. Let's go there. Let's talk about provider tech. Give us that elevator pitch. Give us that, who is provider tech? I just ran into you in the elevator. Who's Provider Tech, Lisa? Yeah. So Provider Tech is a group of healthcare experts. We come from the clinical space. We come from healthcare operations, healthcare IT. And the benefit to that is we've all been in those settings ourselves. We've had those experiences. And so we understand where both the challenges are, where the opportunities are, things we wish we could have done different when we were in those settings. And so coming all together and bringing both those experiences and expertise, we we're really able to create those solutions for our clients. And so we are, in essence, a a software solution, but we're much more because of that people's solution. We have a really high touch model and 
We know that certainly the technology is important. We need that to work well. We need it to be secure, but we also need it to be something that is easy for patients to use. It's easy for our clients to use. And so knowing the, those challenges so intimately in the healthcare space and the struggles of patient communication engagement, especially in really complex patient populations, is really what makes us unique when working with our clients. And so with that, Lisa, you also joined the team prior to the pandemic and myself working in healthcare IT, you as well, through it, a lot of us on the tech side of healthcare. I always love to also then add, yes, there were a lot of ashes from COVID, but there were a lot of phoenixes that rose from it as well. What did you and the team see at, at Provider Tech? You know, again, you were there before, went through it. Now we're kind of on, if we call on the other side of a pandemic, although COVID will always be with us. What was like that going through that kind of whole paradigm shift from the before times during COVID and now where we are today? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Some of the same surprise to anyone in healthcare, a lot of the same challenges still exist on this side and that side and even in the middle of the pandemic. But what really changed is how we needed to communicate during the pandemic and now how patients want to communicate, right? Because when we have different experiences as human beings, we don't necessarily want to go back to how we did it before. And so I think what we saw in the midst of the pandemic is our clients overnight needed something different. And so we were able to really pivot and provide them you know, opportunities to communicate about telehealth visits, how to prepare for that, how to download an app for our clients that were using an app-based telehealth solution, because this was overnight, right? So if someone who didn't have telehealth needed to leverage whatever they had. And so we worked with them to communicate with patients timely to be that conduit of trusted information. We know that certainly there was a lot of information, but it was hard for people to understand what they could trust or how to navigate that. And so we worked to really be that conduit for our clients so they could get the, here's what you should do right now. Here's how to contact us. Here's how to telehealth visit. All of those, here's what I need to know right now pieces that were important then, but they're just as important now. You know, when we talk about patient engagement, we talk about our foundational approach to patient engagement, and it really includes three facets, education, navigation, and behavioral economics. And so education is one aspect of it that in healthcare, we give patients a lot of education or they can Google things and that can be scary and overwhelming. The way we, and even when I was in a clinical setting, I often laugh about how we used to like send patients home with like a folder of information. That's so overwhelming, right? Like you just had a procedure and now we're sending you home with a novel to read. And so what we do that's different is we really flip that to this this very direct, succinct bit of information. Why does this matter to you? Why does having this cancer screening matter to you? Why does bringing your child in for a well visit If you never had a well visit yourself, why does that matter so much? And so we try to lead with that one bit of information that is educational, but it's really engaging. This is why I should engage with this, which is so much more meaningful, certainly, than your do fill in the blank, right? That doesn't really mean anything to someone, to the recipient. The other piece is navigation. So I have been in healthcare my entire life, and the healthcare system is still confusing for me to navigate. English is my first language. I've been here all this time, still a challenge. So when we think about people that have other barriers, navigating the healthcare system is exceedingly confusing. And so part of our engagement strategy is here's the very next thing to do, to call for an appointment, click on this link. We give very clear instructions on here's what to do next to access whatever it is we're asking you to do. 
And then the third aspect is behavioral economics. So behavioral economics is so fascinating when you start to really dig into why as humans, we do something or not, right? It's really just the science of that. And so when you think of healthcare and how do we engage or not, or what makes us engage, certainly when we understand the complexities of certain populations and social determinants of health, that's very different in different settings. And so knowing the populations that we're working with, we incorporate those things that we can anticipate around behavioral economics. For example, an FQHC population, that's a different population and a more complex and vulnerable population. And so we use that as part of our strategy to most successfully outreach, engage those specific patients, knowing those challenges. And so with that, Lisa, and I appreciate those are three great areas to really think through in regards to what and how, where, and when we engage with our patients. I love that, Lisa. So let's also now talk about the other side of this aisle, those clinicians, those providers, those care teams. How, where, when does provider tech, who do you guys go after? Is it? Dr. Mike, he's a standalone physician. Is it large systems, FQHCs? Like who is on the other side of using provider tech and how has that been going as well? Yeah, absolutely. So really we work across the healthcare spectrum. We really focused very firmly in the FQHC space to begin. And there's still, and always will be an important part of the client base that we serve. Public health is part of my background. So I will always be very connected to that. But we work in a lot of ambulatory care settings, primary care, specialty care, and that could be anything from this patient engagement, helping patients that or guiding patients before a procedure. We're actually just stepping into a new vertical in ambulatory surgery centers that we really help the process of navigating patients to that visit. And oftentimes, there's a phone call. There's somebody who's prepping you for this procedure and you answer the phone and they could be wonderful. They could give you all of the right information. And you say, yes, I have no questions. And you hang up. And if you didn't write that down and maybe you're nervous about it, you don't remember. And so our solution is instead of relying on one person to be calling all of those patients, instead, we're going to give that patient that reminder and then include all of the instructions that are specific to their procedure. So one that serves as a reminder that someone, it creates efficiencies because I can communicate to all of those patients as opposed to having a resource trying to hope they answer the phone. The other piece is it really supports patients because they then can have that, I have a tangible copy of what my instructions are. It also enables from a technology perspective, if I do have more questions, I can be connected directly back to that person. So really, the short answer is it's really patient engagement across the healthcare spectrum, but those are some of the different areas that we really have been focusing on and where we're headed towards in the very near future. Well, Lisa, thank you for that and really teeing it you know, up in regards to how they're using it, what it's like, and, and who the folks in the industry are using. So now, of course, I got to ask, what's the response been? Not only from the patients, right, but also from those providers, from those leaders on the, on the care side. And I will say before you answer it, as somebody who just had a knee surgery a number of months ago in a surgery center, and to what you said earlier, I've been working in the industry my whole career, and it was my first surgery. I was overwhelmed at the amount of information that was coming at me, and it was confusing. It was daunting. Plus one, your previous comments about you know just how uh, intense it can be being a patient and being able to have these tools in your, in your back pocket, if you will. So as somebody that just had knee surgery, I know exactly what that's like. So bravo, and, and I applaud you. Uh, you and the provider tech team for heading into the AS ASC space. That's a wonderful space to be in. But back to the question, Lisa, 
How has the response been from both the patients that are you know, able to use this technology and then, of course, those care teams that are wrapped around those patients? Yeah, so it's been really exciting. I remember it back when I was still in the FQHC role and I was just starting to use provider tech as my tool. And prior to that, my team had to just call every patient, right? And so they had a call list. They're working through that. This is a care team. They work in FQHC. So they're these wonderful, caring, compassionate people. It's still daunting to try to get through a list of 50, 60, 70, 80 patients in a day, right? That takes a lot out of you. You're leaving voicemails. You're just getting through this list. So what happened is when now patients were responding and saying, yes, I need help, or I don't know why I need that cancer screening. I don't have any symptoms. And these were now the patients that had questions. And so the level of engagement and the way my team interacted with them was really profound. They were so much more excited and energized because now they were able to help those people who needed their help right then. And we could still use the technology to continue to engage the others. So it was interesting that I got to see it firsthand as a user even before I stepped into this. But I think some of the things that our clients have shared really have been the same. Their patients have been so excited that they can speak to the person they need to speak to when they need to speak to them. (laughs) That sounds so simple, but it's really not. As a patient, like you said, it can be really challenging to even get to the right person. And so we have one of our most powerful tools is a two-way text solution. And so as a patient, you can message directly with the person. And this is outside of a portal. I don't have to manage on any of these clunky logins. And it really is exciting for patients to be able to have that direct line to someone. Um, The project that I referenced earlier with the county regarding COVID vaccines. So the grant was really around COVID vaccines, but the funding came and the grant went live right around the time where everybody had strong feelings about the vaccine and those that were going to receive it, had likely already received it. So certainly we use these tools to engage those populations, but we used a much softer approach. Instead of talking right about the vaccines, we started to talk to them about why did they need to come back in, right? Maybe it was time for a screening. They hadn't been seen for their diabetes care, whatever it was. So we started the conversation there and then they were able to a text and say, oh, it looks like you haven't completed your series for COVID vaccine. I can help get you scheduled for that as well. And so it really created those opportunities to engage the patient in something maybe that was a little bit of a lower threshold of anxiety or fear. And then the conversation was already going. And so it was really exciting. And even for patients who maybe said, no, I'm not ready, they could say, oh, no problem. I'm going to send you some information about it. And if you change your mind, if and when you change your mind, you could reach back out and we can help get you scheduled. So again, it just gave patients that direct line to someone who could answer questions that they had or help them take the next steps, whatever that was. Oh, what a powerful example. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that, Lisa. It really brings to life exactly what these types of technologies and tools can do for that engagement. It's needed now more than ever. And uh, I appreciate you sharing that uh, real world example. So now let's uh, let's take the, the proverbial crystal ball off the shelf over here. Let's kind of look into it a little bit, Lisa. Really want to look into it for, for two perspectives. One, being a thought leader, being a an expert in your space. Where do you see things heading over the next few years in regards to patient engagement? And then of course, where is provider tech going to be in that future state as well? So really, I think we're going to continue to move towards value-based care. I think, and not just because I work in healthcare IT, but because I have been on the other side of it, we really need 
powerful tools from patient engagement and communication to analytics to successfully really implement value-based care and, and make it something that I think we all want it to be in the healthcare space. And so I do see us continuing to move towards it. We're really fortunate with provider tech to work both with providers and payers. And so we're continuing to hear both sides of the story. And I think that is really the desire from both sides. And so I do believe that we'll continue on that path. Provider tech is really very well positioned to continue on the population health patient engagement path that is absolutely necessary for value-based care, right? It goes back to what I was describing earlier, helping people understand why does this matter to me if I feel fine or my child seems to be doing fine? Why does this matter to me? Those are really simple questions, but if you can answer them when the patient is engaged in real time and help them understand that, those are like the basis of drivers of value-based care. And so we are really already in a place that we're doing that work and we'll continue to do that work as we move to value-based care more broadly as the healthcare system in this nation. Awesome. Thank you for that, Lisa. We're going to put that crystal ball back on the shelf for now. Maybe we'll come back and discuss that in a few more years, but I am right there with you. We need to continue to push hard on getting more closer to value-based care. I know we can do it, but, uh, and then to have the, you know, have the tools and the technology uh, seamlessly integrated to be able to get there as well is incredibly important. So thank you for that. Let's bring it back to current state. Of course, an amazing community rallied around this podcast. Love to help out our guests. What's that one problem, need, or question that you and the team have that our community can be helping you with? Yeah, it's a great question, right? When you're in an exciting space like this, there's always so many questions to ask or things to collaborate on. I think for us right now, where we are is we have been really fortunate to work with the clients that we have. We have very long-term relationships with our clients. And so that's exciting to watch them evolve, watch our program evolve as we work together. Right now, we're very excited and looking to expand even further. And so we are seeking some further funding opportunities, both in the space that we are in today, as well as that new vertical that I just described. And so we are doing a lot of the work and development behind the scenes to get ready for that. But I think the the biggest ask would be those that are doing this work, whether it's something that there's a collaboration or there is a funding opportunity. And if they're excited about what they've heard today, then I would love to talk to them more about that. Well, Lisa, how can they talk to you? Then tee me up for my next uh, my next <laughs> point. How can they get a hold of you? Contact points online, social media handles or otherwise. How do they get a hold of you, Lisa? Yeah. So you can contact me on LinkedIn, Lisa Blue on LinkedIn. You can also connect with me directly on providertech.com. And so when you log on to Provider Tech, there is a connect with me button that you can schedule time with me directly. You can pull up my calendar and find time that works best for you. And we can take the conversation from there. I love it. Easy enough. And for our listening community, just simply scroll on down into the episode notes. Those contact points for Lisa and the Provider Tech team will be in there for you. Or you can head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Lisa's episode that will also include all of those contact points and a place for you to leave comments, feedback, suggestions, or otherwise, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Lisa, this has been an exciting one. I really appreciate you coming together today on this podcast to discuss all the great things happening within the Provider Tech Camp. But before we get you out of here, we have one more question for you. One more piece for the podcast. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because... 
So I think it's because we have to, as healthcare leaders, continue to believe what's possible. And I think when we are continuing to look forward, working together, leveraging those relationships that I started talking about, we really can make meaningful changes. Sometimes they look really small, but those little changes along the way really can turn into significant outcomes, both for patient experience and for clinical outcomes. So I think it's incumbent upon us to keep driving that forward and to keep the faith that that's possible. A fantastic message to end on, Lisa. Way to bring it all back together, even from the comments at the very front end of this episode. Really appreciate it. Lisa, again, I know how busy you and the team are. Thank you for taking a pit stop to be on our podcast today. It was an honor to spend time with you. Again, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. I enjoyed this conversation and I just appreciate your time as well. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.